Hey everybody, welcome back to the Kingsguard podcast. This is episode two, episode two of our podcast, the very second episode. Um, I'm Wes Carey. Uh, this is my co-host Cole. Um, and we're so glad that you guys came back to join us. I'm, I'm really excited about the episode that we've got today. There's a lot of stuff we want to talk about, a lot of stuff we want to pack. But before we do any of that, Cole, um, I looked at the uh, Facebook page today. Um, in fact, I'm let me, I'm looking at it now um, on my fancy little setup that I got here. Oh, yeah. Um, I saw your setup. My, you sent me a picture of that. That's good. On my, on, my, on my cardboard box, you know. Uh, but, yeah, so I'm looking at the at the thing. It, last week's episode, 205 views just on Facebook alone. Oh, wow. Right? That's awesome. Just on Facebook alone. That doesn't include, you know, the the the, the 11 guys that – watched on YouTube or the handful of folks that listened on, uh, on Spotify. But I mean, for, I think for a podcast like this, where I think, yep. I don't know how, what you were expecting, but I was really expecting just my mom to listen. <laughs> and see, and I wasn't then, even expecting my mom. So <laughs> Right. <laughs> like, and then, and then my kids, but they're kind of obligated because they're my kids. So I can make them do that. Yeah, um, exactly. So, um, 205, man. I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. I was pretty stoked. So well, that's a blessing. And, that's a blessing. And then, and then I started getting feedback from guys. So we've posted some of the, the review, at least a review, uh, on the, uh, on the podcast. I don't know if you got any feedback from folks on your end. Um, I did. Yeah. I, I, three or four people that I know of either texted me or emailed me and let me know that they appreciated the, the conversation and, you know, that we're trying to open up a, a an important dialogue, you know, in, mm -hmm. in, in today's, uh, world for the, uh, the man. So I yeah. think it's, a I think it's, it's important to talk about. And I think that, uh, people are, are tuned in their ears are at least uh, listening when they get a chance. And so we'll, hopefully you and I will have uh, great things to talk about. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so, and then, so today we're, we're, it's kind of like a flow in from last week. And that's the beauty of these episodes, the way that we've designed them is that they just kind of build on each other. Um, and, and so you can kind of just stack and, and layer, but I think you and I kind of, we, we talked about that just, just a few minutes ago as we were preparing for, for the podcast. Um, the, the key here, guys, is this, this is not a set of rules. This is manhood is not a list of do's and don'ts. All right. It's not about that. And so once you start, it, it, once you get into that, that mode of there's a list of rules that I have to follow in order to be a successful man, you're going to, you're not going to be able to follow all those rules. You're going to fail. You're going to mess it up. And, um, and, and, you know, yeah. I'll piggyback on that to say that a lot of what we discuss and talk about lends itself to building attributes that take years, mm -hmm. years to master. And that both of us uh, in, in full and complete honesty will admit we're still working on. So oh, yeah. Um, yeah. these are types of things that it, it's, it's, I would say it's definitely leans more towards an art than a science. There are yeah. some hard and fast things that you can say, uh, what is, you know, a godly man, we, we can go to the word of God and we can look at those things, but achieving it and, and how that looks in, in today's world uh, with all of the craziness uh, that we are presented with in the scenarios. Uh, it's just a great conversation that we, we need to have and talk about it. And, and, and it's helping me. I mean, I've, I've are just, just knowing mm -hmm. that you and I have these 
um, themes to discuss, I'm reflecting on my own life and I'm yeah. thinking, you know, where can I shore this up? Where can I sharpen that sword a little uh, bit uh, where I've got I've allowed myself to get dull and, and things in those areas. So, yeah, right. I think it's right. it's a journey well worth traveling. Yeah. It, so my, I'm excited about it because of there's just so much that we got to cover. You know, and there's a lot to unpack about manhood and things of that nature. Um, but it's 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 the journey. So this is the key here is it, like I said, it's not it's not about do's and don'ts, but it's about building habits and creating a discipline in your life and building patterns of behavior that you can that, that you can build upon later. That that's going to that's going to build the integrity and the character that you that you're wanting. That's going to develop those virtues of living. Uh, be it devotion and honor and wisdom and excellence that 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 are going to carry you through this. So, um, and and one of the the best examples and and analogies that I can give you comes from when I was in the army. You know, and we would go out and we would camp overnight in during a patrol. So basically, what we would do is we would we would set up our what we call the patrol base, right? It was our camping procedures. Uh, and we would go through our priorities of work. But one of the first things that we did was we dug a fighting position. We call them ranger graves because it, it literally looked like a really shallow grave that you had to lay in. Um, mm -hmm. But you built a fighting position. And the, and the whole point was that the, the key to the fighting position was that it was never complete. Mm. There were, you were always you were consistently and constantly improving upon it. So. Yes. Uh, I like it. Being being a man is very much like that. It's you, you got to keep improving your fighting position. Does that help you, know? you with your marriage? <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, uh, well, let's. I don't know. For don't, some reason, I have a. Don't have get me in trouble. Already, building a Cole, trench is, in your in your man cave, building a trench. Right, this is this is only episode two. All right. This is only episode two. Don't get me in trouble yet, Cole. Don't get me. I can do that on my own. Well-fortified man cave. We need to right. do a man cave series. <laughs> How to build a perfect right. man cave. How to barricade the door, right? <laughs> but anyway, so let's talk about, uh, we got a little bit of news this, today. You you actually brought it up to me. I did. Um, Big, like I always type, try, before we do this, I try to get online. What was the biggest thing that happened? And this week it was Elon Musk was trying to buy Twitter. Of course, everyone knows that it's been a hot button issue for the last year and a half mm -hmm. or so. There was a huge wipe of tons of conservative accounts. Some people said it was, you know, too much misinformation, blah, blah, blah. We're not going to discuss or comment on that particular part of the issue. But Elon Musk says, um, I want to make this offer to buy Twitter. But in order to do that, it's going to enhance free speech. And so there's this huge controversy. Well, today, are they going to sell it? Are they not going to sell it? Today, he made such a, a, apparently such an incredible offer that even the shareholders were like, well, no, this is this is insane money. We're going to take it. So yeah. it just like as of like five hours ago, from what I understand, uh, it sold. And his quote after it sold is what I wanted this to read, um, which I thought it was pretty interesting that he said this because he's getting a ton of hate. Mm -hmm. um, because he, he, I, he's a gray, I would say he's a gray man. I don't know that you would call him conservative or liberal, but I, I definitely would say that he would definitely lean more towards the idea of a capitalist and, you know, those types of yes. values. Yeah. Um, but he says, I hope that even my worst critics remain on Twitter because that is what free speech means to me. Right. And my quote for that. And what I was thinking about is how does that relate to being a man again? We're looking at attributes, things that help build character, right? Mm -hmm. And that statement that he made, to me, was a, a very, very 
uh, a statement of character. And yeah. uh, my quote for that is men who want to find truth resent being in an echo chamber. In yeah. other words, if you want to progress in your walk, if you want to become better at something, you need to feel comfortable being uncomfortable. You need to be okay with people saying things around you that you don't agree with, because yeah. ultimately it will fortify your position. If you were right, then it will withstand that storm. But hey, if you weren't right, you learn something. Yeah. And well, so that is a, to me, that's the takeaway. Yeah. And it goes back to what I was saying earlier. It's improving your fighting position, man. And so you can't, you can't do that unless you know for sure that, that for example, I, 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 my dad is, I mean, you, you know, my dad, he's, he's probably one of the most formidable intellectuals that you can talk to. I wouldn't want uh, to get in a word war with him. No, no. Lord of mercy. Um, I feel sorry vocabulary. for you growing up, buddy. Right. I, the vocabulary on, on him is just, it's, it's intimidating. Right. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's even made the, made the statement that, you know, he, he loves when people challenge his challenges, his way of thinking, not because they're going to change his mind, but if he's wrong, then yeah, they're going to change his mind, and he's willing to keep that mind, keep his mind open to that aspect. But at the same time, if he's in the conversation and he's hearing what they're saying and hearing the evidence they're presenting, if the evidence they're presenting actually fortifies his position, well, all he's doing is just strengthening his position. It's so there's there's no reason to be fearful. It takes a lot of self-confidence to take that approach. It does. It does. You need to be brave enough to let somebody stand right in front of you and mm -hmm. say you're wrong. And then you say, prove it. Yeah. That that is a healthy yeah. conversation. And to walk away friends and to walk away caring about that person. Mm -hmm. And you understood that I'm more concerned with making sure I'm making correct choices and not yeah. that I've been misguided or that I've ignored something. So that's that's such an important thing. I, I would never, ever want to live in an echo chamber where I couldn't hear other ideas. Right. Um, ultimately, I will always consult the greatest source of information I have ever found. And I have looked. And it is the word of God. Mm -hmm. And he has proven itself true to me. I've heard the scoffers and the mockers and the debates about how it's, you know, uh, not authoritative and that, it, you know, it's just another book. And I promise you, mm -hmm. I have done what I needed to do to prove it to me. I can't prove it to you. I can't tell you. And, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, I talked to God up in heaven yesterday and we went over this. No, it's a faith based decision. Mm -hmm. But I am fortified in that position because I have yeah. vetted it against everything else I can yep. find. And yeah. God has led me to his word. And so that is the process. That's just an example of the process mm -hmm. of if you don't agree with somebody and what they're saying, whether be they conservative, be they, you know, a liberal, yeah. whatever, then know why you agree and why you disagree about certain things yeah. and fortify your position or, you know, learn something. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to, we're, we're talking about finding the path today. And I, I really thought Cole brought up Elon Musk, and I thought that was a it was a good uh, a good topic to talk about because one of the things that we have a problem with in today's society is that, is that no one wants to listen to anybody else. 
we want to be right. We will argue to that point that we are right. And when we can't, in fact, I, I mentioned it earlier, just a few minutes ago, um, before the podcast, I said, you know, we, we get to that point where if we can't prove through evidence or, 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 or facts that we are correct, then what we tend to do is just get louder. And it's, it, and here's the thing, everybody, both sides like to, to accuse the other of doing it. Yeah. And they're both guilty of it. We're all guilty, buddy. Right. I do. It's it. like this movie. I don't remember from my childhood. I watched it. And the, the line that stood with me is this girl uh, was, was having this issue of people not listening to her. And she said, you know, I can just tell when I talk to people, I can tell who's actually listening or who's just waiting for their turn to speak. Mm-hmm. And, and yep. what ends up happening in those scenarios is nothing really gets accomplished. You're not actually communicating. You're just no. stream of consciousness is all you're really accomplishing. And, and people, but everybody yep. walks away frustrated. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about a couple different uh, ideologies of what or worldviews of manhood and how, how the world kind of kind of perceives men and masculinity mm-hmm. and and whatnot. And then, uh, so we're going to look at uh, some false views and then we're going to look at the biblical view of manhood. Um, and so Colin and I are going to talk about that. Um, but understand when we get, when we talk about the, 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 the false views of manhood. And I say, when I say that these are worldviews, I, I need everybody to understand these, these aren't just in the world folks. These are in the churches as well. Yes, they are. I've seen them. And there's a truck that's driving now that you all just heard probably just a few minutes ago. So sorry Hopefully about not I'm in my truck. garage. That's it <laughs> okay. might be, I don't know, but um, anyway, that's, that's neither here nor there. So we're going to talk about the three false views of manhood. Uh, so those false views of manhood one, um, and I, we'll, we'll label it. We'll, we'll talk about them and then we're going to go through, uh, through the rest, but one, um, and, and all of this falls in the, the idea of, of how do we find the way of good men? How do we find the way of good men? All right. So one, you have to understand what it isn't in order for you to get to the point where you can understand what it is. All right. Um, now there's, there's people that will disagree with that. There's some, but there's, there's two different ideologies to that. But what I've in my life, what I had to understand was what is it not? And that kind of helps me gauge whether I'm on the right path or not. Um, as I view scripture, because as Cole said, you, the filter that we have to use is through scripture. All right. So, um, but how do we find the way of good men? Proverbs chapter two, verse 20 says that thou mayest walk in the way of good men and keep the paths of the righteousness. So we want to, we really want to look at how do we find the way of good men? Because when I think of, uh, when I look at Proverbs two twenty, I pull two things from that passage, um, that, that really stand out. One, there is a way of good men. There's a way that good men walk. There's a yep. there's a there's a pattern of behavior of good men that that needs to be followed, and it's already been established. And what we tend to do is we don't we 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 want to fight and and go against the grain. So what we have to ask ourselves is what is the way of good men? Okay, it's already been established. But then it says keep the paths of the righteous. All right, so. It's almost using the way of good men and keep the and the paths of righteous of the righteous almost interchangeably here. Because the way of good men is the path of the righteous, but we have to keep it. We have to maintain it. 
All right. So these are the two things that we're going to look at. So first, how do we find the way of good men? How do we find the way of good men? So three false views. Uh, let's talk about the first one, because that seems to be the most prevalent attack that we have on, on masculinity today. Um, and that is masculinity is the great evil. It's the great Satan. And that, you know, if, if you want to be a good person and a decent human being in the world today, that you have to eschew anything that has to do with being a man. Um, so um, we see I, I, one of the big things that we see in this is like the transgenderism movement and things of that nature um, that that are taking shots and the, where they're they're trying to convolute the gender roles anymore and, and and it's we we like to say well they're attacking women well yeah they're in a way but the the real target is manhood the real yeah. target's masculinity and let's not I, I i i don't think that we should you know i mean if you can't if you can't see that for what it is i mean the the the, the attack on on womanhood is just it's a distraction well, and regardless, if, if you're listening and you don't agree, that's great. That that goes yeah. exactly back to what we were just talking about. You're you, maybe you can fortify your opinion. Maybe you will learn uh, another perspective because mm -hmm. there are a ton, a ton of men in this world right now who really don't feel like they have permission yeah. to be masculine. Yeah. Okay. Or if they are masculine. There are very um, limited terms by which that can be allowed. And so it becomes important to have this conversation because, uh, you know, we've talked last week about toxic masculinity and how, mm -hmm. you know, we, yes, women have absolutely uh, been oppressed. Uh, that is a fact. There is yeah. no way, shape, or form we're going to deny that the church has mistreated women, by the way. Yes. I've seen it. Yes, they I've have. I've seen it yes. with my own eyes. I don't even have to read about it in the history yeah. books. Okay. So these are all facts. It's how we navigate them and 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 creating hard, fast rules. And, and really what we're talking about right now is changing our culture. Right now we are yeah. in the process. We're at a crossroads, right? We're at a crossroads of taking the dictionary and, and changing definitions of words. And based on those decisions, our society as a whole will go completely different directions than it's going now. And so many people agree with that. And others say, hold on just a second. We have, we may have gotten some things wrong with masculinity. We did not get everything wrong with masculinity. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's a great point. So the, the key here is this guys, it's, it's, um, you cannot, you can't, you, you, you can't sit there and argue with these, with the folks that, that want to say that manhood and masculinity is the, is, is, is the disease of the world without recognizing the fact that toxic masculinity actually exists. And this is the problem sure. that we have yeah. with a lot of people. And we see this in the churches and whatnot is that they want to turn a blind, they want to turn a blind eye to to the toxicity that's that's within the masculine the, the men in the church and, yep. and we can even take this a step further and it's not where it's not just the toxicity of manhood uh you, to, to sit there and, and and say that racism doesn't exist folks i mean it it doesn't take a rocket science pretty obvious to see that yeah it's there. It's pretty obvious it is there anybody ever, ever anybody ever heard a racist joke i have yeah mm. it's 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 racist it's I've wrong heard it from the pulpit. 
I have. Yeah. So we're not, we're not, we are yeah. church boys, but we're not going to sweep everything under the rug no. that we've seen due to legalistic religious teachings. We do not agree with everything we came from. We are here in spite mm-hmm. of that. And we yep. took what was, it was like a, my buddy always says it, treat it like a buffet, grab what you can use and leave whatever else they can toss out back. So that's kind of the way that works. I mean, everything you enjoy in life comes from lots of things you didn't enjoy. And so yeah. Uh, there is, this life isn't perfect, but I, I think w- the old fr- phrase, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Don't mm-hmm. get everything wrong in the name of getting something right. Um, this is, we've got to, we've got to, we've got to discern a little more carefully there. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. So you, the, the point here is guys, you can't, you, you, you can't battle the falsehood of that argument or that viewpoint without recognizing the truth behind it right yes. because there is some truth behind it you have to recognize that uh, in order to in, in order to uh, in order to move forward all right so and and the reality is if you're making an argument that is standing on anything other than the truth you you're, you have nothing to stand on so that is absolutely good. Um, I mean, if you give any man too much power it's going to become toxic whether it's the church corporate world anywhere and 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 that's that's just the nature of men we press until we come up against opposition and then we try to calculate whether or not it's worth fighting for more ground um when you have god as your compass you understand what you're fighting for you understand Mm -hmm. what to do with that courage you understand what to do with that bravery you understand uh, what to do with all that wisdom you accumulated uh, and you're not doing it to get your, you know, to further your own cause. You're doing it to further the cause of society in a way that right. is going to be healthy to the family uh, mm-hmm. that comes after you. And it's all it, it all marries together. That's how this whole thing uh, is is balanced. But yes, I completely agree with your assertion, Wes. That you know, we can't simply turn a blind eye to every mm-hmm. accusation against masculinity because some of them are true and some of them. Yeah. Uh, have given us a, a bad name, and uh, we are left fighting uh, to get back the good pieces of what we lost. So let's talk about some of those areas because those are those, oops, excuse me, I'm, I'm just making noise all over the place today. Um, so let's talk about some of those areas though, where you know we see masculinity because those are where the other two view, worldviews come from, um, and and that's where the toxicity comes from. So one, uh, this this the strong silent type man you know that that idea that a man needs to be strong silent speak speak when he needs to speak when when words are when 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 it needs to be said and be strong and you know pull yourself up by the bootstraps kind of guy that that doesn't need anybody else to help him through anything um i see this a lot i really do i see this a lot um I see this a lot from guys that come when we just talked about this as well with guys that come from the independent fundamental movement. Um, but it's not just there. I see it. I see it in guys that are in the military a lot. A lot of guys in the military, they pull this strong silent type. Now I'm not seeing as many as I did before, but there's still a lot, you know, and, and what it is, at least in my opinion, where a lot of it stems from is almost this this fear of being not heard you know what, does that make sense it comes from a place of pride doesn't it yeah 
it, it, there, there's a there's can. An aspect it of can. yeah well yeah i mean absolutely but it, it comes there can be some aspect. insecurity there as well i think with that yeah well i mean i think that's what pride is is an insecurity that's a, you that's know a fair um, a fair assessment yeah you know and it's but it's this idea that i i when i express my struggles or whatever it may be i'm not going to be hurt in that or if i'm if i make a mistake i stumble i fall you know yeah instead of someone trying to come and lift me up and help me recover from that, the fear there becomes that they're going to judge me and persecute me because, well, I screwed up. Right. Um, yeah. I know that's what it's been in my life. It's, it's the fear that people are going to see the, the weakness in my life. And as soon as they see the weakness are going to start swarming like vultures. And that that's been the fear for me and and can we just say that there, there's probably a reason that fears like that exist sure you we know, all got scars um, brother yeah um i've seen it happen i've seen it happen with with preachers i've seen it happen with uh guys in the military in the army you know where all the guy really needed may have been Somebody put their arm around and be like, look, dude, you screwed up. You messed up. You know, and you're going to have to and and, rem, and let him know, like, hey, you're going to have to deal with the consequences of that. But it's going to be OK. You can recover from it and I'm going to help you do it. But what we tend to do is we want to we want to put a head on a pike. And we want to make an example of somebody so that everybody else knows this is not what we do. You don't mess up. You have to be like, there's a standard to be met and we must hold to the standard. Um, and it goes back to that, that rule book, that, that list of do's and don'ts. And, uh, I, I think that's just where we get it wrong, you know? Um, and that doesn't, don't get me wrong. That doesn't justify the, the, the lone wolf mentality. No, it doesn't. You know? But you know, it may explain why that, that mentality exists. So, um, and this I, is, I thought and it was got, interesting. The, the whole, the idea of flying solo appeals to a lot of people because they don't want accountability as well. Yeah. So it might be what you mm -hmm. mentioned, but there's also a lack of accountability when you are, when it's one of one, right? So yeah. this is, so here's, here's what I do. I live on the back 40, Betty. I live way back in the middle of nowhere. I could give you directions. That's not going to help. I'm going to have to meet you somewhere and you come on in with me. That's where, that's where I live. Okay. And so, and I love that because when I was a kid, I fell in love with deer hunting and fishing and, you know, just being at one with nature and then going mm -hmm. out and, and doing my, my, my spiritual missions that the Lord calls me to do. And just, you know, going out into society, being a teacher, et cetera. And so I got the opportunity to live in the country. I love that kind of life. But what I have found back here is you're not getting a lot of people, a lot of, you know, people your own age, you know, it's just going to come out here and mingle with you. And, mm -hmm. you know, your neighbor might be four or 500 yards away. Uh, you're, your, your, your neighbor might be 80 years old, you know, it might be yeah. more of a scenario of, you know, you go take them an apple pie or something, but I mean, you're not going to really, iron's not going to sharpen iron at that point because uh, you're in two different yeah. phases. So my point is the thing that I fight the most is the lone wolf mentality uh, because uh, I have a lack of opportunity to interact in a 
not pre-calculated way. When you work at your facility, wherever it is that you mm -hmm. go to work every day, you kind of know what's expected of you in, in regard to interactions. There's only so many. So you might be accountable to that employer, but you're not accountable accountable for, you know, things that happen after eight and four or nine to five. Um, you, you know, that, that type of situation. So here's what, right. here's what I, here's my flesh. Here's what my flesh wants to do. I just create my own little kingdom, Wes. Yep. My wife, me, my mm -hmm. kids, I teach my kids some skills, make sure they can survive, build them a fire if they need to, go fishing, gut a deer, run a trot line, country boy can't survive, thank you, Hank Jr. You know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That's where I, because I'm like, you know, one's gonna, no one's gonna take away my, you know, ability to have uh, my own view on life. So you guys, you know, crazy world around me, you do what you want to do. I'm not accountable to you anyway, right? Yeah. That's my, that's what I deal with is not, and, and when you do that, you get lazy, you get sloppy and, you, and, and ultimately uh, you, your, your, your ability to progress as a man, as it relates to being salt and light to this world for Christ is extremely compromised. Yeah. So it, I, I think you, you make a good point, man. So like that it's, it's the lack of, I don't want to say it's the lack of accountability, but it's the lack of, of, of making yourself available for accountability. You know, um, and I, I've struggled with this as well, you know? Um, so, but for me, it's not so much that I'm isolated geographically where as to where I, I get isolated in my own home. You know, I mean, I've got, I can have, 40 you're kind of i'll just say it as a friend you're kind of intimidating yeah well it's my beret. face look at this it's well no face. it's your voice you're, you're but you're a green beret and you you're also you toe the line i mean you you, you walk the walk and so people know if they're going to walk around you that that expectation expectation is going to be there and so you will have to go the extra mile to show them the love of christ mm -hmm. just based on your occupation wes i mean yeah. it's it's literally that you know yeah. and i also know that if i don't smile on purpose with this beard, people oh, in public yeah. are always going to think I'm mad. And I'm not. Like, I have the worst face. Like, when I'm resting, yeah. I look mad. I look mean. I, people tell me all the time, you know, dude, what's up? I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? And they're like, whoa, you just snapped out of something. And I'm like, no, I just, man, That's just my relaxing face. Yeah. to me it's, is just what my yeah, face likes to do. My dad? Yeah. No. You go see him right now. Nobody is with him. I don't. Hundred uh, miles of him, and he's walking around like this. I've never <laughs> known your dad like, not what? to have a smile on his face. Yeah, I know. So yeah, never <laughs> known him to not to have a smile on his face. It's and your genetic, mom's the same. I don't know, but it didn't pass it didn't pass on to me or Corey because both no. of us have that. <laughs> I have my dad's face. My dad did pass his face on to me. This is yeah, this you is do. the carry face, you know. So, um, but what I, what I'm referring to is, you know, for example, like there's there's a difference between solitude and isolation like solitude is not necessarily a bad thing like you want solitude in order to get time away from god or to clear your thoughts and things like that every man needs solitude yeah. true from time yep. to time in his life the the danger of solitude is that when you stay in solitude just a little bit too long yep right so like in the mornings when i come down to do my devotions or whatever i'll close the door and uh, I'll do my Bible reading. And then the, the, the danger there is that when I'm done doing the Bible reading and I turn on the computer and I start checking emails and doing work, it, 
did I open the door back up and make myself accessible to my family again? Yeah. Or am I ignoring phone calls from accountability partners? Right. Because, well, I just want to be isolated for a little bit. It's exhausting, Wes. It's exhausting. Mm. Yep. To be all things to all people. It's yeah. hard. I mean, I, and I, the hardest parts of life. That is, that is not my forte. <laughs> that's not my forte. And some man. people, man, they were, they were born for that, weren't they? Some people, but it's just like, that's what makes them tick. It's like gas in their tank, but us, we're just yep. burning our gas just to, just to like be even Steven, just to get the, yep. you know, the basic requirements of it. So that's the lone wolf touch that, you know, we're spending a little more time on this one, but the lone wolf definitely, I think hits you and me. That's, that's definitely, our, yeah. that's, that's yeah, our, definitely. uh, I think it, uh, it hits, it hits quite a few men. Yeah. <laughs> I think it hits quite a few men on that. So, um, like I, it's most men that I deal with that that's what they deal with. It's, it's the isolation. It's the, I'm alone. It's the lack of brother. And here's the, the, the crazy thing about it is men crave brotherhood. We do. Yes. Man, they, like we crave it. We desire it. We need it, but yet we're very quick to isolate ourselves. It's We're our own worst enemies in that. It's intimidating. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you this: so when we did the the Kingsguard Initiate course, which is a ninety day discipleship program, uh, when we did the first round, it was us. It was me and and some of the other guys that created the, the ministry. Uh, that was one of the things that we made. We we wanted to make accountability, extreme accountability, if you will part of that program well, we wanted it to be a necessary part of the program because I, I didn't want to leave any, I, I don't want to leave any stone unturned. Yeah. I, I, I want somebody in my life, a man in my life who can invest in me and who knows all of the secrets, who knows all of the deep, dark secret places in my heart so that when I'm not acting right and my personality is changes because it will change. Yeah. He can say, no, you're not act you're, you're not right. Something's going on. What's going on? Talk to me. And he knows yep. when I'm not being truthful. Yes. Because and you need I, to be I've, this is this is why most people don't do this, Wes, is because you have to be able to have disagreements with somebody and walk away mm -hmm. as friends. Yeah. And we can't, we've lost that skill, Wes. We can't disagree or argue with someone without feeling like they have oh, personally it's, attacked me. It's, no, I'm just challenging you. All I did was offer you up a challenge. Yeah, you can accept it, you can reject you accountability. It. And that's the thing. Is like We've we, got to we get take, that back. Yeah, it's. I, I see it. I see it with people that I, that work for me, and that I work with. For example, I'll give you this example, and we we can move on to the the next topic. Uh, so the, I had a guy. We we had a staff meeting at, at the office, and we went up there, and the the standard in, in our office is business attire. So when you tell me business attire, I'm Chris Carey's son. I, I, yeah. And you tell Chris Carey business attire. He's he's in a in a shirt, tie, and a suit, and it's tailored. It's it looks right. nice, right? Well, I'm Chris Carey's son. I very much do the very this the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm in there. I'm dressed. My boss does the same thing. He's the same way, right? Yeah. And uh, but that's how we were military guys. So the special operations. A lot of us we were, that's you know when you go to embassies or something like that, you're you're. You've got to look the part. You've got to be able to blend in with the business guys, and you got to be able to blend in with the with the grunts and the and the savages in 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 the caves. You know, um, yep. 
but so we're in business attire. We're shirt tie. This guy walks in. He's 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 in a suit, but he's wearing Skechers sneakers. But the ones with the really <laughs> thick soles, you know what I'm talking about, right? And I looked over at my boss, <laughs> like said, "Hey, nails on a chalkboard." <laughs> oh man, oh that's a pet peeve of mine, man. That's that's just that's hard. That's if you want me to judge you. Wear some sneakers with a suit, man. <laughs> That's how I'm going to judge you right there. Your sketchers have uh, made you are, skin. <laughs> right? I have so, now become your judge. <laughs> right? I turned around and looked at my boss and I said, hey, what's your brother doing over there with uh, with orthopedic shoes on? And he said, what? And he turned around and looked. And he started snickering. And so our office environment, that's how we operate. We're very, very open. We're right. very well, – there's – there ain't nothing sacred in that office, right? We're we're just, right. and that was the great thing about being a Green Beret on the teams. There was nothing sacred. Like it was just, if you had a if if you had a problem with the guy or somebody wasn't doing something they weren't supposed to do, you told them, and you joked about it, and yep. you laughed about it, and then you you moved on, right? Well, this guy got offended. He said, "How dare you do that in front of people." I said, how else was I supposed to do it? It's like, cause if I did it in private, what would you have done? You would have bowled up. Yeah. You would have, you would have, you would have told me I was wrong, that it was none of my business and, you know, refuse to accept the accountability that comes with it because you didn't meet the standard. Right now there's a time and right. place to do that in private. And there's certain individuals that you can't do that in private, but, and I didn't do it in front of people. I, I did it quietly. I leaned over to the to my boss and I pointed it out to him. Unfortunately, my boss is very loud. And so he called him out right there. So it just it, there aren't many people that are going to sign up for a mentorship to where, hey, when you're faced with a really important life decision, let's talk and pray about it together. They're just. Oh, yeah. It's not something that comes natural to most men. Most no. men would rather try to, let's just face it, make the decisions and justify it however they yeah. have to. That, that's the lazy way. That's not the way of a wise man. No. Uh, and so what we're, what we're advocating here with this point here is if you don't have accountability in your life right now and you don't have somebody to keep you sharp, whether you're joking about, you know, uh, whether you do it in a joking way to help sharpen up your buddy's dress code or whether you, you know, do it in a way of, of a more serious matter, you mm -hmm. need accountability in your life because if you don't have that accountability, it's, you're always going to know, Hey, it's just me. I can have a, I can have an off day. No one's going to know. I don't have to be my best. I don't have to do my best. And that becomes a habit over time. Mm -hmm. um, these, 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 protocols these attributes of you know like accountability or sharing your weaknesses with a brother you can trust so that he can help refine and strengthen those that is a very sound um approach is based on biblical principles paul yeah. definitely teaches uh mm -hmm. that we are to encourage and admonish and exhort each other um that is part of the issue the biggest issue that i have i'm just going to say it with with uh, the the whole quote unquote woke culture is um, they don't want to be questioned on their narrative and what we're saying is we're not just telling you you're wrong we're telling you why we think 
this certain thing is true based on as a conservative, here's our mindset. Mm -hmm. We're using a scientific principle, but, but if we're unafraid or I'm sorry, if we're too afraid and unwilling to have a dialogue about something, mm -hmm. then we're really yeah. saying we don't want accountability. I just want to do what I want to do and yeah. you accept it, buddy. Yeah. And, um, and it goes That's... right back to improving your fighting position. Exactly. goes back to that. And, and, and what I, I, and it's not that I hate to say it, but it's just the, 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 the reality of it. Everything that we're going to talk about today, um, and we may even have to make this a two-parter, I don't know, because we're already at 40 minutes and we're just on point number one here. Um, yeah. And we're not even halfway through, but everything that we're going to talk about is really going to go back to improving your fighting position improve your fighting position as a man improve your fighting position as a father as a husband as a brother um as a son uh, dad a what are you gonna dad i i i challenge you dad that you know that of 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 five-year-old daughter or five-year-old son or 10-year-old daughter, what are you going to do as a, let's just say, you know, I'm talking right now to our Christian audience, or let, let's just say even a, a biblically conservative audience. Let's say, I'm, what are you going to do when they come and ask you why about mm -hmm. this hot button issue they're learning about from their friends at school? Yeah. What are you going to, how are you going to navigate that? And by the way, if you haven't been purposely calculating your need to be a better person, a better man in a way that your family notices, why would they want to listen to you anyway? Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, so these, all of these types of things motivate me because I want my, I want my kids to, uh, to look at me and see, he's trying to live in the most honest way he possibly can. He's trying to honor and obey his creator. And he's trying to guide and, and help me navigate my life based on the mistakes he's made, based on the things he's learned from, right? Yeah. And in order to do that, you have got to be accountable. And, and so with that, there's a couple of things that you have to keep in mind with accountability. One, you can't just be accountable to just anybody. Okay. Uh, there's a danger in that. When you just go yes. to some guy just for the sake of, hey, I just need an accountability partner. Not everybody's going to understand your struggle. Yes. Not everybody's going to understand it. They're not going to want to understand it. Um, guys, when it comes to things like, you know, pornography and things like that, this is what I would caution you against. Don't, don't go to your wives and let them be your accountability partner for that. They're not ready for that. That's putting, that's putting a whole lot of strain. That's that, that just, that's going to, it's going to put a lot of anxiety on her. Now that doesn't mean that you don't need accountability in that area. You do, you really do. But you need it to be someone who understands that struggle. Someone who's, who's, who's solid, someone who's strong, that can keep you accountable, that's not afraid to ask the hard questions and, and, and call you out when you don't want to be entirely truthful with them. And you need to allow them to do that for you. That was the hard part for me, was allowing people to hold me accountable. See, this is the thing about accountability. We, 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 we tend to act like it's a do like it's again, going back to that list of do's and don'ts. I don't like, I'm, I'm being tied down 
or enslaved to this this idea of being accountable. No, 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 no. It's it's not that at all. It's me recognizing that if I want to be a better man, mm -hmm. I need this in my life. Well, how much better with the scenario you laid out? Uh, a man uh, not burdening his wife with the sole responsibility of, of being accountable. Well, how about you have an honest conversation with her? Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And confess it if yep. that's an issue you have, whatever the issue. But now you bring in a third party that she knows about. Mm hmm that is helping to keep you accountable emotionally. And now you've got yourself a much stronger cord of rope, yeah. but yeah, you're right. We've, we've, we see a weakness and our instinct is how can I hide it? That's yeah. a, that's a great example. How can I hide my weakness? No, let's get it out in the open quickly. Cause if we, the more light you put on that thing, the better chance you're going to have a kill in it. Yeah. I still get, fall into that trap. I still fall lone, into it. That's what lone wolves do. Yeah. That's what lone wolves do so, because you don't have those, you know, safety measures in place with yeah, accountability. Yeah. You're exactly right. And you've got to choose someone that's invested in you. You know, I have two or three yeah. gentlemen that I can contact aside from even yourself that I can contact just like right now that I'll be text back, you know, in five minutes or less mm -hmm. uh, that I can talk about issues with. So I don't, uh, these, these are things that you work on and you develop these friendships that you trust. You don't want to just tell some random person that's your age, you yep. know, that, you know, kind of, uh, to walk through this battle with you because they're not going to be invested in that. They're no, no. going to be like, and so that was the beauty of back. this. Yeah. That was the beauty of this, of this initiates program that we created. This 90 day discipleship program was we were invested with each other because we were going through that program together. We yeah. were building a bond of brotherhood together through that program. So whether it was, I mean, it, yeah, it was intense discipleship is the best way I could put it. And I'm going um, to have a coach or a Christian coach or somebody come on here and put this in better terms. Yeah. I could say, because I mean, teamwork, the idea of mm -hmm. teamwork in general, there are principles yeah. that feed into that, that work great for what we're talking yeah. about here. Yeah. So, I mean, it, we, I saw that it was the same kind of relationship that you build that I built with guys that were in the teams and the special forces teams. I mean, those, those are guys that I could call. I could talk to them about anything. Um, yeah. Granted, they're probably not the best accountability partners for aspects of like pornography and things like that. Well, non-biblical. Yeah. Non-biblical non stuff. Non yeah, absolutely. If, if yeah. I need, if, for example, if my, if I got a, if I got a, a family member that's in trouble in another state, all I got to do is, is, is call up the green beret hotline and there's going to be a green beret somewhere nearby. That's going to go help them out because a green yeah. beret called. That because we've all gone through the same hardships. Yep. That was the beauty of the initiates program, uh, discipleship program. When we went through that, we went through the same hardships and it took us a while. It took us about three, four weeks to get to that point where we're like, okay, we're going to trust each other to be accountable. But once we did, man, it changed things. It changed things for me. It changed things for them. It changed things for my family, for my homes, for my sons. And here's what I'll say to this. Dads, your sons, your children, your daughters need to see you be accountable. They need to see it. They need to, they right. need to know that dad is a man of honor, a man of integrity, and is choosing to be accountable. Again, it's not a list of do's and don'ts. It's a choice. I can't make it for you. You got to make it for yourself. All I know is that that was the choice that I had to make for myself. So 
the way you break away from the lone wolf mentality is by building that brotherhood that you can be accountable to. Okay. So we're 47 minutes into this. This is definitely going to be a two-parter. Um, yep. So uh, well, let's, we got a good baseline for it. Yeah, absolutely. So let's, let's go into the last false ideology. Might makes right. Might makes right. Um, okay. So, and you know what this is. You, you, we've all heard it. You know, I am strong and therefore I am privileged more than everybody else. And it is owed, and what I want is owed to me just because I'm strong enough to take it. That's the mentality. We see this a lot, um, especially. And I, I hate to say it, but we see this in a lot of uh, in a lot of the riot mentality that we see going on anymore. You know, well, nobody's listening to me, so I'm going to start tearing things up in order for my voice to be heard. Right. You know. Well. I get it. I, I, I do. I understand it. I understand where they're coming from. But as a man, is that really the best approach? Is really the best approach for me to use my, my physical strength to force my will upon someone else? Folks, that is the very definition of toxicity. When we talk about toxic masculinity... The, the 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 toxic males that they're talking about are people who are enforcing their will onto someone else um and and, and that's what they're talking about so uh, is, yeah. is that really the best way to go about getting what well you have you ever want? heard of alistair crowley i don't think i have no satanist extraordinaire you know basically the church of of satan he's one of their their key members his phrase and you can see it with the uh the uh, the old goat head star uh the phrase is do what thou wilt in other words if you can get away with it yeah oh yeah that's the law you know yeah. and that's 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 where we are outside of christ if i can get away with it Why what's not? wrong with me doing it yeah you know it's it's that, that. Uh, there's just gonna it's gonna be a life of pain and sorrow mm -hmm. not only for you but for those around you that you you know uh hurt uh, there's, there's no fulfillment in it. There's a lack of, uh, uh, full, uh, not, uh, of accomplishment at the end of your life because you mm -hmm. realize that you basically had to destroy everyone around you. So no one really appreciates you because yeah. they know yeah. what you did to get it. So, I mean, yeah. I'm just saying like outside of, if you're not even following a Christian faith, that mentality leads to a life of hopelessness. Yeah. And, and I think uh, it, it goes to th this idea of selfishness. I mean, it, it's, um, from the very, very beginning, I mean, it, it comes from a place of pride and selfishness yes. and, and entitlement, a lack of self-control I mean, and it, exactly. It's a lack of self-control. I mean, that, that's really what it boils down to. So you know, it's a series of being able to see greater goods and knowing when to accept the sacrifice when it's your turn to accept the sacrifice for a greater good. And within mm -hmm. that, within that system, now we can, you know, we can, we can right. run different areas with it and, and, and take it out of context. But within that system, when you walk in that way, what you're actually doing is learning how to die to self, which is a new, a new Testament principle is learning how every day, like I'm going to put God first, because that was the number one commandment in the new Testament. Mm -hmm. And the second one is to, of course, love everyone else around me first and then me. Yeah, my neighbor, you know, yep. all those people. But here's what I want to do. 
here's what American national, and we have to do a, we'll have to do a, 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 a topic on American nationalism in the church right now. Here's, here it is. The American flag right up there at the top. Land of the free, home of the brave. Well, I love America. I mean, no one's more, you know, apple pie than me in that regard. It's God first. I don't care what happens. uh, That has been. Don't take my God and my ability to worship God away from me. Okay. Um, Which they can't do unless they put me underground and I'll be with him. So, but my point is. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't mean to keep interrupting. Oh, no, no. I I was just, I was just relaying the idea of what we have to do is make sure that we are able to prioritize things in a way that puts God first in our lives and then others and then ourselves. So that selfishness aspect, what goals, what are my goals right now? Let's just say five-year plan out from now, five years, five years out. How much of that is God first and everybody else? That's tough. Yeah, That's a man talk right there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's something I'm working on because I've got some plans that I'd love to do. And then oh, some yeah. I'd like yeah. to do. The problem is the ones I like to do are the ones God told me to do. Right. And are probably yep. be- are definitely best, but I'm saying the, the ones that are going to be better for everyone if right. I follow that path. Mm-hmm. So those are my only comments on that. I, so you, you hit the nail on the head with the, the American nationalism. That's, that's something that God has dealt with me on for the past couple of years. Um, it was probably sometime early last note, early 2019, where I really started just internally asking the question, where does my patriotism lie? And this is not a conversation that most of the men in the church, in the the American church, want to have. You know, especially for those that have, you know, served in the military and done things like that. They don't want to have that conversation of where does your patriotism really lie? Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with with fighting for your rights and 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 and, and having those debates and protesting and things of that nature. There's nothing wrong with partaking in the politics of the nation or anything like that. But when American, when the American Constitution and the Bill of Rights becomes more important than your relationship with God and how you serve Him, there's an issue there. Here's a litmus. Here's a litmus. Because hey, guy, you're you're listening to a couple of conservative kids, okay? We know, we know how you feel. We're working through this. We're trying to do it the biblical way. Has whose president in office ever affected the peace that you have with God? Oh man, dear God, that hurt me bad right there. Mm-hmm. That's where that's what we've got to repent from, because that ain't about him. <laughs> Okay, no. that that is a we pray about it. We vote. We you know, we do what we can. We be Christ about it. And then we move on. Right. Yep. But there are so many people right now that are just waiting for the next election to do something with their lives so they can feel free again. Look, hey, guys, yeah. this world was never anything but a prison for us after the fall. I'm sorry. It was never going to be perfect. Heaven ain't on earth. We're not home yet. It's over. Forget that. That ain't happening. Best thing you can do here is love God, love others, and and take as many people to heaven with you through sharing the knowledge about Jesus Christ uh, and his offer of salvation through faith. That that is that is the high for us. So whoever becomes president, that's a that's a game show. That's a that's a TV show over there on yeah. the side. And and we need to take our part in it seriously, but 
It is wrecking and, right now. It's yeah. wrecking people in the church. Mm-hmm. All that I go into churches and all I hear about, even in Sunday school lessons, like, well, back when so and so was in office, this would have never happened. Come on now. You're giving, so us, it, you're giving us way too much credit. Yeah. It's, it, at, the, at the end of the day, the, the reality is God's still on the throne and I'm, he's still God. He's still in control. He still makes the decisions. And we're our responsibility is to just follow him and serve him and serve others. You want to be happy in life? Serve God, serve others. It's really that simple. By the way, there is, I think we should do an episode on that at some point to where we could dive into it. There is a balance. There is a balance. Mm-hmm. We're not saying forget about your country. Not no, in the no, least. No, not at all. I'm not American all. to the core and I'm red, white, and blue to the core. But there is a Christian way to be an American mm-hmm. that I don't yep. think we're seeing by and large in the church. That was my, that was my, my perspective yep. on it. But, but I, I think this has been a good, uh, a good discussion, a good discussion on finding the yep. path or at least uh, understanding the path. And maybe in part two, we can, we can get into more of the, the, the gritty details right. of it. Yep. So we looked, we looked at mostly, and we really, we're just still halfway through the first point uh, of finding the path. So this may be more than just one or two episodes. I don't know. Um, but uh, before you can look at what the right way is, you got to look at, sometimes you got to look at what the wrong way is. And what, what tends to happen is what happened is you had a bunch of guys that decided they didn't want to follow the way of good men and they wanted to blaze their own trail and they blazed the trail. Cause now it's wide as all get out and you have a whole bunch of people following it. But the, the hard road, the, the the honorable road, the worthy road is the way of good men. It's the path of righteousness. All right. And again, not a list of do's and don'ts. It's a discipline. It's a process. It, it it's it's building those habits and, and those and, and putting those 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 things in your life to build you up for success and, and to add value to you so that you can add value to others. Um, but yeah, I think that was a good, a good little start to finding the path, um, of what, what the false views are and taking an honest look at what those false views are. So what I would encourage you guys to do that you listeners, uh, comment, tell us what you guys think. Tell us where, if you think we're wrong, let us know that you think we're wrong, but we're all about having that discussion as well. Um, yes. and if I'm wrong, I want to, I want to know. Um, but if nothing else, you're just going to strengthen my position um, and I, I, I'm all about that. So uh, my goal is that we all as men keep improving our fighting position. So it's um, awesome. Yeah, let's we'll next episode. We'll look I'm still at thinking the biblical, about you fortifying your 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 bunker in my man cave. cave yeah, I'm still thinking about that. right. So next <laughs> next week, we're going to look at the biblical uh, view of manhood. Um, and uh, we're going to look at, at five things uh, as we go through there. Um, and we're going to talk about some some things that, in fact, come back next week. We're going to talk about Mike Tyson and uh, some things that he did on that on that plane. I know you guys have all seen the video, and everybody's got their opinion. We're going to give you our opinion on that. Um, I'll give you my opinion. Cole, give you his, um, and we'll go from there. But uh, biblical manhood um, in finding the path. Um, and while you're out there, guys, just keep improving your fighting position. All right, we'll see you next week. See you guys.